Hello and welcome back to the Diaries of a Lady Gardener podcast. I am so happy to be back chatting to lots of lovely plant obsessed people about their stories. From flower farmers and allotmenteers to some of the greatest garden gurus, listen to us chat about the things we've done in the name of plants from our biggest achievements to our fabulous garden fails. This season is sponsored by Mole Valley Farmers who have something for everyone this Christmas. Visit them in stores across the UK or at moleonline.com now to make the most of their fabulous offers. You'll find discounts on items like thermal garden gloves, pruners, pot-grown trees and the perfect gifts for this Christmas. So head over to check out these items and many more. In this episode, I chatted to the wonderful Daisy from Garden to Garnish all about where her love of gardening grew from. Having recently bought a majestic cottage in the countryside, she shared lots about her growing spaces through the years, from a new build garden to an allotment, as well as her plans for this new amazing space. Daisy shared such lovely heartwarming stories of her experiences over the years, and I really enjoyed this one, so I hope you will too. morning Daisy how are you? Good morning I'm really good thank you Shannon how are you? Yeah very good thank you I'm glad that it's Friday although the weekends are never the weekends in this new life but I'm still happy that the weekend is is upon us. The days merge. They really do. (laughs) So how has your morning been? You've been out in the garden this morning. I have been yeah with the seasons changing um I start to really struggle with the darkness in the evenings Mm -hmm. and things obviously start going dark feels from literally lunchtime so (laughs) um so I've been trying to get up and out into the garden in the morning so that I can actually get some stuff done for one and then also get some light (laughs) um light through the eyes um so yeah so this morning I've been out planting bulbs because it's felt like it's not been cold enough really to get them in uh so up in the kind of bit of the garden by the by the cottage um I've been putting all my bulbs in which is lovely how exciting I do you know what I love this time of year for the kind of clearing and preparations, but the dark days are a struggle. But then I think it's that it's that sort of thought of the spring hope that really gets you through. And you're like, right, the more I can do now, the better spring is going to be. It really does. Yeah, I that's what keeps me sane, I think. But I have to really force myself to get outside because, you know, I can't lie. It genuinely is a real struggle. Um, and I'm really trying not to get one of those lights that gives me the light I need in my life. Inside. Oh, the sad lights. I must get outside. I just need to get outside when it is light and try and get those, try and get that lift. But um, yeah, getting outside in the fresh air and all of that stuff helps, definitely. Definitely. And I think as well, people were put off by the wind and rain, which I definitely am. But since discovering waterproofs <laughs> and cosy hats, I feel like you actually can crack on and I like I still really enjoy it in the not so much in the wind but in the rain but you just feel so much better for having been outside even if it's just for like half an hour yeah you get that dose yes. and I'm with you yeah I think there's something quite 
weirdly nice about um I always feel a bit Jane Austeny when I'm out in the garden doing things and it's raining and I'm carrying on it's sort of very uh very Jane I always think yes absolutely <laughs> I love that <laughs> so can you take us right back to the beginning of kind of your love of gardening where it began and how it got you to where you are today I can um so rewind um I um gardening for me and the love of it started when I bought my first house um so I lived in London after uni and lived in sort of rented um you know rented flats and house shares and stuff where you know you're not really well not connected at all really to the natural world (laughs) let's be honest um you're just cracking on with with life and I moved out to the Cotswolds um because city life was not for me really I I enjoyed it a little bit but I knew really that I'm a I'm a country girl and I needed my fresh air so um was lucky enough to be able to to buy a house and it was a new build and like so many of us our first (laughs) house are new builds and they uh you have those options appointments and they sort of say oh would you like us to lay your lawn for you for a thousand pounds um and at that point I think that's probably where my gardening journey started really (laughs) appointment where I said absolutely not that sounds like loads of money um I'll do it myself and then you know you move in and you literally have a mud patch um with some fence so that is where gardening started for me because suddenly I had space suddenly I had um you know rejected the offer of a builder to put down my um turf so then Mm -hmm. I had to sort of figure it out along the way and um the the thing that I found which I know a lot of other sort of beginner gardeners have found or people who want to get into gardening have found is it's actually really hard to find the basics so um there's a lot of um stuff in the gardening space but so much of it so many books um things like that are all they're assuming knowledge all the way through uh, and actually if you've never put a you know plant in the ground um if you don't know what your soil type is if you don't have a clue um you know what the how kind of garden design works or what happens in the seasons and what you should be planting like you kind of need somebody to help you through some of those basics and so that's where I sort of started on Instagram really was because I felt like I I thought there must be other people <laughs> who <laughs> are um, literally googling you know the most basic things here and actually I was finding stuff out along the way and I just thought hey I'll I'll start sharing it and and that's where this whole thing started I made so many mistakes but also was really open about that and sharing it. And because you you literally learn and grow from, from getting stuff wrong, I think. So that's where it all started. Oh, that's such a lovely story. And I, I'm sure that you feel the same, but it's that gardening space where I love that people share their failures and that you get to see other people's mistakes. And then you go, oh, well, I've, I'm just about to do something similar. So I'm going to gonna take note of that one yeah. but I was the exact same I had no idea what I was doing started Instagram was like uh we'll, we'll see what's here and I had no idea that there were thousands of people that were so into gardening 
I know and there's been there's there's some lovely things that have come from what feels like a sort of explosion of of gardening enthusiasts and passionate people um on there and it's it's been lovely to be part of that because you know I've been following so many people since the start and it's just amazing to see so many people literally thriving growing um I think a bit of a turning point for me was when I got the veg patch so I'd sort of made loads of mistakes and I'd started with (laughs) I started with I love looking at pictures of the garden where you know in the previous house because I'm now moved but you know I love looking at my really narrow borders (laughs) thinking that um, a border of about 30 centimeters was going to make my garden look bigger and you know like all and planting heather in my borders where it would just absolutely not going to work it's so clay and just things like that I look back and think oh my god I've learned so much um and yeah it's been amazing to see so many other people um thrive but the veg patch for me was also a bit of a moment where I thought oh okay I'm I'm learn I'm sort of at a place now where I feel like I'm com- a bit more confident and that I'm ready to also learn um and understand a bit more about sort of growing my own and also the whole you know getting growing stuff from seed and things like that that felt like a bit of a a moment where I felt like oh okay I'm, I'm getting to grips with this a bit more now so much so that I feel confident that I can try and do this of course I've, there's still loads of things that I got wrong there and I continue to but that was also a bit of a step for me mm-hmm. I think it is a constant learning journey though isn't it it doesn't matter how much I, I'm sure that even after 50 years of gardening you still end up making mistakes and the weather is interchangeable you never know what might happen so I love that about it that it's a constant kind of learning extravaganza and you have the most epic fails and the most brilliant successes and everything in between every single year sometimes even every week (laughs) (laughs) literally every week yeah or even just saying you're going to do something and then it gets you know you get busy with other things or stuff takes longer so yeah at the moment I've got um I think it's about two three kilos of green manure seeds that I've been meaning to plant out for a few weeks now and it's getting quite late (laughs) just looking at them thinking I'm gonna have to do that (laughs) I pick up the bag and I put it in my car wherever I go like I'm like I'll do it at the allotment I'll do it at the farm and the bag just gets moved around and then I'm like I'll bring it back in because then I'll remember to take it because it won't be in the football of the car and it's still there so (laughs) classic yeah um so how long ago was it how how many years is between you getting your first house and garden to now um good question um so it would have been oh my god how long I think it would be uh nearly eight years oh wow yeah yeah so that you you have actually been doing it for quite a long time then eight years yeah. always, I don't know what it is about eight years it feels so close to 10 years that it, it just seems like a big number yeah it's a bit bit scary but yeah it, it'll be it'll be eight years so um from sort of getting a garden to to where I am now Mm -hmm. yeah there's been quite a journey there amazing and so you still have your veg patch now don't you or do you well I've moved so uh in the summer I um was very lucky enough to move to um you can probably hear Ernie's footsteps (laughs) uh, on this podcast Ernie is very keen to be involved he says he's an avid gardener (laughs) garden um 
so I moved to the cottage here uh, in June, July. So um, this has been, again, like a bit of a new chapter, really, because, um, again, it's, like, I always think, I think life is a weird thing because things happen for a reason and mm-hmm. things, things get presented to you and you just know whether it's, you know when something's right. Um, so I moved here, but when I... I saw the house come on the market and um and I took one look at it and I just had this gut feel of like oh my god this house is this cottage is meant for me um and I rang the estate agent and sort of just asked a few questions about it and he <laughs> was so funny because he said well um the cottage itself is is quite small um and uh, but it's got a really long beautiful once loved which I think is a great once loved loved garden you think okay and he said you know it's going to be it's going to take somebody you know pretty niche I think to to sort of buy it because it's 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 a small house but this this big garden Mm. I was thinking it's literally perfect for me (laughs) I am Um, that niche (laughs) I uh you have found the niche So yeah, so again, you know, buying a house is is obviously a bit of a long and meandering um, journey, but I feel very lucky to be in a position to have. Um, And I moved in to the cottage in summer. Um, The cottage itself is is lovely, needs a little bit of work, which I've been busy with this year. And the garden um, is long, meandering and beautiful. And it was once loved. And at the top of it, so to answer your original question, Shannon, um, at the top of it is um, this beautiful, um, basically, allotment with raised beds. Amazing. Um, was has been clearly once loved. Um, mm-hmm. There were six raised beds up there um, with this, you know, beautiful um, apple tree, um, lovely... Um, but again, it's it's a bit of a mess. It needs complete tidy up, and potentially in some places start again because it's just kind of got a bit got a bit manky. Um, but so now I've I've really have kind of <laughs> I've arrived. Um, <laughs> I've not just got one little veg patch. Now I've got or well, will have next year hopefully six beds to to work. But last, you know, over the course of having the new build over the last few years, I did take on an allotment. Um, because I felt like I'd literally just run out of space um I don't know about you I know loads of people listening you get really into it and you sort of you you yeah you literally grow out of and you need more space you need to kind of you want to do this you want to do that you want to grow things you want to you get completely into it you get completely obsessed with it and I did so I had an allotment for for a couple of years which was I think that probably taught me the most mm-hmm. um, in a similar way probably Shannon to the farm for you like you you have so much more space and you suddenly have to really work the land rather yes. than sort of um, just sort of faff around doing no I don't mean faff around in the garden but it's kind of a very different practical skill I think um, so I've given the allotment up now because I have this this garden and this sort of my own space at the top of the garden but and that was quite hard Mm. Um, my allotment and I loved everything that it taught me but I guess we you know we move on 
it's a new chapter new chapter of veg life <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so excited it's been it's been a year of kind of transition really because I took this house on and by the time I was in and by the time things had got sorted it was sort of end of summer which has meant I've almost missed a year of mm. going but in a way that's helped me with some perspective because I've been able to watch the garden over the last few months and sort of see what it does I've also had that perspective of okay planning um in terms of what I want to do next year what I want to grow next year and I'm still not you know it's still not all written down or anything but it's certainly in my head and that's been really nice actually yeah so planning is one of my favorite things and I think it, this season it seems to become a new feature is asking everyone kind of like how they set about planning where they sort of get their inspiration from whether it's books or Instagram or making mood boards from cutouts from magazines I'd love to know kind of your creative process of how you decided obviously these plans always change you can you can plan with all the best intentions and it will always change but how have you kind of worked out what you want to do with the space and how you want to work with what's already there so I've very much taken my time and I've also tried to kind of consolidate everything that I've learned so far um and again I've been an observer of sort of what I have I feel like I'm very much um a sort of caretaker here it's felt once loved it's felt so I've not wanted to come in and be digging stuff up mm-hmm. and sort of wanted to watch what's going on um so it was amazing for example to see so the the garden kind of splits into three so there's a there's a cottage garden really at the top of the garden by the house um which is really lovely um and it's got a beautiful kind of higgledy-piggledy path that goes through the middle and either side there's this lovely holly tree which has grown you know into a huge tree (laughs) um (laughs) that needs that needs um taking care of and I've got a nice tree guy coming to help me in a couple of weeks um so that would be nice um but it gives this really lovely shape to the garden but then in there there's also some really beautiful roses mm-hmm. and um they have popped up in different places where I thought oh god there's a rose there and oh god there's a rose there now I didn't see that um so that's very much I'm going to kind of very much build on that in that space and make roses the kind of key feature and that's where I've been planting bulbs because I feel like that's going to be a lovely colorful space then this middle bit which is where I'm sitting now um has got like a shed I'm in this sort of outbuilding where I've been working and um which is great and then there's loads of lovely trees but there's also this area where I think it's going to make for a really lovely cut flower bed oh exciting which is really what I like fun. to hear. <laughs> I know. Um, and that's something I really want to get into. I know you grew the flowers for your sister's wedding, didn't you? So I'm yes. gonna need for that. And then at the top, there's um there's this allotment space which um has all these raised beds, loads of fruit, um, but it's all gonna need very much reviving and coming back to life. I think the the thing for me is also 
I'm obviously very lucky to have this space now but I want to obviously stay close to my roots which is you know showing people the basics of gardening so um so that's still going to very much be a focus so even though I've got a bit more space now and I'm lucky to have it um it's all going to still be the same the same me if you like that's so good to hear and also it'll be so lovely because you'll be able to take them along the journey and those three areas are all completely different things that you'll be doing so there'll be a whole new diverse range of exciting things to share I feel like I'm still finding stuff so at the weekend uh so there's there's a big big apple tree outside and um it's obviously dropped a a fair bit because it's impossible to eat all the apples on this tree um and as I was clearing away the apples um I just was sort of I hit I hit something firm (laughs) I was like oh my god what's that with my shovel um and I've basically uncovered this beautiful little path that goes round the tree um so I just feel like the garden is has got so many more like little little secrets for me so I'm looking forward to just enjoying it and it literally sounds like a secret garden type you can just imagine like little quaint seating areas where you can sit and have a cup of tea while the sun rises yeah well let me tell you this story so um so the the lady I bought the house from I, I didn't really know anything about obviously when you're buying a house it's such a weird process and I mean the process needs reforming for yes massively um but that's that's an aside um the so didn't really know much about her but she's still pretty connected to some of the people that live in this little hamlet and um and uh, she lives she lives far away now and she's she's you know a little bit older um so you know she's got arthritis and all this which I now know anyway um I was sitting there watching I'm a celeb uh on Sunday night I got this email and it was an email from Kathy and um she got my email address through various ways which was so sweet and I basically got an email that gave me so much background about the garden because she'd found out who I was um she had got Instagram and I'm the only person she's following oh and she's been looking at what I've been doing in this garden and she has sent me what is basically an essay on loads of bits of the garden and um I literally cried (laughs) I cried reading it because I was just like oh my god because so basically she'd seen the post about the path um and she was like let me let me tell you more about the garden so that's amazing you know there's just something really magical about gardening isn't there absolutely and especially in I know that new build gardens are unfortunately what most people these days have to work with but there is just something so magical about a really kind of historic garden that's had a long life we're doing like a gardening project at a school at the moment and I no one has an exact date on when it was last used but from the sounds of things it's been cleared a few times in the last 10 years but it's definitely not been used for at least 10 years but there were people going well that we used to have gravel and we were like there's no gravel anywhere the gravel can't have gone yeah. they were like there was these raised beds and there was a decking area and as we're clearing I'm like there's a slab there's a slab there was a <laughs> and yesterday we uncovered 
a new little path and you could see where there was like some kind of stepped raised beds and you can just see the rotten bits of wood at the end of each bit that kind of gives you an idea of where the shape was but it's so exciting to kind of I feel like an archaeologist like uncovering history it's magical it's honestly magical but equally I loved my new build garden Mm -hmm. not least because it's where gardening started for me but also there's so much um there's so much you can do like there's so much you can do with your rectangle or your funky shaped you know new build like that is as equally a challenge it's just a different type of challenge and you know contending with all the builders rubble and trying to improve your soil and it's just it's just a totally different challenge that actually you kind of have to do and go through I think in your life because it does help shape your your experience and your love I think it's the same with allotments actually because people either tend to take over something wildly overgrown but something that was once used or like my first allotment was just a blank patch of grass and I had that classic rectangle of like it's a complete blank slate so I went from a blank slate to an allotment that had already had a lot of work done on it but was just quite overgrown so it is I I do agree I think it's nice to have both because there's completely different ways of working because one you're having to work around existing things and you don't want to like say rip out all of the things that are there already and kind of take it all away it's about kind of seeing what what works and then working from there whereas with the blank slate it's kind of like a oh let's pop some things in and the thing that really helped me with the new build garden was not rushing Mm -hmm. and developing it over time you're saying about what you know where do I draw my inspiration from I think Pinterest was obviously a big one for me because it could start to having had no gardening experience it was really nice to sort of try and unpick the sorts of things I liked and what Mm -hmm. I liked look off um really obvious but again you know if you just go straight in there and you you're trying to do something and you don't know what you're trying to do that's an obvious you know you're not going to succeed because you just kind of you don't know where you're where you're going with what you're trying to do so I found Pinterest really helpful um and and it was a a development over time so started with my 30 centimeter borders and sides and of realized oh actually I need a bit of I need to create a bit of height and I need to create some shape and Mm -hmm. I want to oh okay the sun hits the top of the garden most of the day okay so that's maybe where we should have some space for either eating and enjoying the space or kind of having a a sun lounger up there um so I think you just the instinct is to go all in really quickly but I think my experience has shown me to just take it take it slow it's not a race Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's the same with interiors as well I remember when I moved in everybody moves in at the same time don't they in new builds and I remember everybody sort of cracking on and getting everything done really quickly and I remember thinking well how do you know what you want like how do you know how it's the same for the garden how do you know what colors you want how do you know what shapes you want to create how do you know and I took my time and I'm so glad I have really 
Definitely. And like you say, sometimes you don't know necessarily what you like. I think, but like, I've only been gardening for nearly five years now, but five years ago, I definitely wouldn't have grown half the stuff that I grow now. And yeah. now I wouldn't grow half the stuff that I grew five years ago because you kind of, you, it's like with everything, your tastes change and you kind of let, you fall in love with things for such a silly reason because they tie to a memory or because they remind you of something. And then you hate other things because they remind you of something else. So like my allotment neighbor is always like, I know you're not on the hosta hype, but look at this hosta. Look, it's it's flowered and seeded, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you know what? I just associate them with slugs. And so I don't love them. I think they're cool. And I'm happy for people who can grow them successfully. I just think that the slugs would destroy them. And so I have this like inner, I just in- don't like them because the slugs <laughs> do. And I hate slugs. <laughs> oh, God, they the are arch enemy, frankly. <laughs> I actually um, stood on one the other day and... Oh. I had just told everyone how much I hate, like, all creepy crawlies are fine. It's this slime of a slug or a snail that just makes me want to be sick. And then I stood on it and I was trying so hard not to be dramatic. And I was like, oh, I just want to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that, though. So it definitely connects us to to nature. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, it really does. Mm. Um, But again, that's a great thing and something that, in a world that's absolutely going crazy um it's really nice to be grounded isn't it (laughs) and to be reminded that you are only one of many many things that live on this earth (laughs) exactly so what have you got planned for kind of your over the winter are you going to focus on a particular section or so winter plan um so it's (laughs) Again, it's one of those things where you're like, gulp. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I've I mentioned earlier, I've got a lot of, of trees uh, in the garden. So the, the first and the biggest priority um, is getting all of the trees kind of health checked um, mm-hmm. and also taking, taking a little bit out probably because it's 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 as I said it was once a once loved garden and it's been very much left really um for what sounds like according to my lovely note from my um from Kathy um it sounds like it's not been worked really for about four years so I'm things have have got a bit crazy so the tree the tree stuff will probably be the main focus for the next couple of months just to work out then if we're making any amends or if things need to come out or if things need to be kind of chopped back that just to see what that does to the to the space um and and then from there um I want to get the allotment in a place where I can I can start in spring in early spring up there which is really exciting um I have just planted um, a few more roses in the in the kind of cottage garden area so hopefully that will that will be a nice kind of immediate space that will feel like it's kind of made some progress already and then the big question then is about this middle section getting started to I think I'm gonna well basically start on my on my flowers on my cut flower zone and then the question is what I do with the rest of the space so I'd really really love to have more of a 
there's nowhere really to have a bit of a dining area outside mm-hmm. and I think socializing in the garden is is honestly one of the loveliest things isn't it absolutely um, and I currently don't really have any any space for that so mm-hmm. to really think over winter about how I can connect all the spaces up um and start to find how I will essentially and create how I'll kind of find some spaces for socializing connect the garden up and and plan my sewing schedule which I'm notoriously bad at sticking to yes um, but because I get carried away with the things um but very much starting a clean slate (laughs) (laughs) and I can try my best um to be good up in the allotment with the hopefully lots of lovely veg and salady bits and then hopefully also have um a lovely selection of flowers but I don't know about you I'm still I still make all the same mistakes I used to make which is just sewing far too much um getting really carried away and really intensely into certain things that I then forget to do other stuff so yeah very much so and my biggest problem is I go I'm going to go back to basics this year I'm just going to grow like a smaller amount of things that I really love and then the next thing I know I've put in a hundred pound seed order and there's about 800 varieties I do not have this base for and then I'll forget to sew half of them and then I'll sew them really late (laughs) yeah I think the the one thing I love doing this time of year is flicking through um, again like five six years ago I would have never have thought that I'd be literally sitting on my sofa literally flicking through seed catalogues and loving life love a paper seed catalog I know oh. that we're like we're the age of people who love the online but there is something so satisfying especially because some of them are quite um they have like almost like a nostalgic feel to them they're a bit old-fashioned but I love it I love it it's so lush to literally flick through pop a little it's like going through the old Argos catalogues yes and you knew what toys you wanted um it's similar to that isn't it folding over the pages circling stuff and then doing a bit of research like I've I've enjoyed spending a few evenings doing that and I think I'll probably continue continue that and obviously we've got Christmas coming up yes um, so it'd be nice to get a bit festive I've got obviously I've got holly in the garden I have this incredible bit of mistletoe (gasps) growing out of a tree I mean and was that so I'm going to make lots of gifty things from the garden this year I'm banging banging desks and success (laughs) um so yeah so a bit of a return to nature for me really over the winter Oh, that sounds like it's going to be amazing. And also, what a great way to make the most of the winter because you've got so much like exciting things to do. Can I ask what kind of veg you are currently thinking you're going to go with? So, so the thing that if I go back to um, the allotment and all my experience there and then also thinking about my my first and very loved veg patch um I think the the little tiny veg patch taught me how just how much you can grow within you know literally two meters by one meter um so I've got that in my mind about how I can maximize space then the allotment also taught me how much courgette do you really need (laughs) um like there's only so much you can eat per week um so don't grow 
12 courgette plants because because one probably feeds a family of six (laughs) so in terms of veg for next year I'm going to try and be economical Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it will be all the classics if I'm honest Um, a nice year-long plan where I'm really maximizing seasonal veg Um, I love I love having lots of salad to pick um, because it really does save you money. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially mean, because your garden, it, because it's now at your house, you don't have to trek. Yeah. Well, I was going to say trek 10 minutes, but it, when you have to go out and get it, it makes it so much harder to kind of utilize. That's why I don't grow salad at the allotment because it's a 20 minute drive for me. So if I want to pick a salad bowl, it's gosh. a bit out of the way. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, and and so it will be I don't think it will be anything radical although I really I'm there's some things that I I love that I still haven't experienced so like I still haven't grown pumpkins no way yeah so there's things that I just haven't done yet which I'm also really glad about because it gives so much joy when you're trying things for the first time and um so there's 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 all the all the usual suspects like root veg I think will do really well here because of mm-hmm. the soil um I've definitely got to get in and get a, a bed um in for pumpkins I think that's going to be really fun um and and yeah just I want to really sort of maximize the kind of the garnish bit of garden to garnish um once more so getting in all of the the herbs as well that I use for cooking um all of that stuff just I think and I think more and more people as well will want to be doing that and Mm -hmm. I know you know through the last couple of years and the lockdowns we had people really connected with their gardens and I think more and more um in the year ahead things are going to be tight for people it's going to be a struggle I know for me it's living on my own you know trying to make sure that I can do everything I want to do and and still you know have the heating on and stuff so I think trying to find solutions to you know growing your own in that time is going to be really important um so yeah so I think a little bit of everything in answer to your question just can't wait to get out there do some direct sewing um be able to get straight out there like you say um and not kind of be driving around to the allotment which would be nice um there's a bed full of strawberries (gasps) yay so that's lovely it's just I also have um a lot of little birds um Mm -hmm. which also probably will enjoy the strawberries so there's going to be a lot of um a lot of netting and interesting journeys I suspect with things eating things so yes bring it on it's uh if it's not one thing it's another thing um I was talking to someone the other day oh on the podcast Stephanie Hafferty was saying that the um wood lice had eaten her carrots oh my god <laughs> I was like I would have never even have thought that the wood lice would eat the carrots no. everything it's it's so much of it's like trying to embrace some of nature and then other things Definitely. Like, oh my god can you give me a break yeah and when one thing gives you a break something else doesn't like this year it's just the weather <laughs> yeah relentless 
Yeah, but what can do? What I wanted to say was what I really love about everything you've said so far is that you are really making this space for you. It's not because you're trying to follow any kind of specific design or principle or trying to do what's on trend it's just all about the things that are going to make you happy and make your belly happy <laughs> yeah and, and I think that's you've got to do that in life you've got 100 percent. and it's the same in the garden I think you know don't don't do stuff because you think you know you think uh, you should see I always grow courgettes because I think I should and I don't even like them yeah see there you go well the first thing I ever this is the, my one of my favorite stories the first thing I ever grew um was radish and it, it kind of dawned on me then when I had loads of radish to eat I was like I don't eat it I don't like <laughs> why why have I grown this absolute mountain frankly of radishes so yeah like it, it does sort of force you to think about what do I want what do I eat what do I love you know flower wise what do Mm -hmm. I want to have in my vase in the in the house like what do I want to give to people when they you know when I go and see them like what it's those questions which I love answering rather than what's popular what's trendy what's kind of you know what's everyone else doing and absolutely um, I think that's just really important in life definitely the right way to think about it um another question which I just thought of was do you have like a greenhouse or cold frame space for your little seedlings or is that a a question mark that is a gap in my uh current setup Mm -hmm. Um, so I have uh, really lucky that this space that I'm in now is like um it's like a garden room basically um which is lovely it's kind of wood um there's a tiny little heater in here there's a little storage room where I think I can probably get stuff started but Mm -hmm. it's by means a greenhouse or a potting area or anything like that so I will hopefully once I have um worked out how much space I've got up at the top of the garden hopefully be able to put in something that will mean I can have that space Mm -hmm. Um, I found it so beneficial at the allotment having I basically rehomed a greenhouse which was probably one of the most hard jobs (laughs) ever but basically on Facebook was checking every day Facebook marketplace and places and like local groups to see if anybody was getting rid of a greenhouse and that was still okay you know and eventually one came up um, with some help was able to move it and put it down at the allotment so it was it cost me nothing really mm-hmm. it was probably that was a bit of a turning point for growing because it meant I had all of the space and the seedlings were thriving and I had a really lovely setup there albeit completely recycled and completely upcycled nothing in there was was new um, so I feel like I need that space here um so we'll see hopefully I'll be able to get something in place for spring but that's definitely definitely on the to-do list if I can how exciting I was going to say for me when I got I've got like a greenhouse shed but it just like tripled the amount of things that I could do when I could do it and it just made everything so much easier but I know it is a bit of a luxury item in the garden (laughs) yeah it is I mean I have got like my little Aldi cold frame and my little Aldi kind of um mini greenhouse thing which Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's fab and I've kind of put that up at the top of the garden just so that I can you know at least probably do a little bit in in the meantime but even with that you can achieve quite a lot and I've found you know it works well but it is that next level of you know if I do want to have my cut flowers and I want to have my my veg uh, up at the top then I probably am going to need like you say like a bit more bit more space I think especially for the cut flowers that's what I've definitely found um but have you you're probably not quite there yet but have you autumn sown anything I haven't no um so the one that there's a few things that I really have missed this year and it, it has been being able to do some of those things basically yeah. I say it's felt like a very much a transitionary year um and I so I also haven't been putting pressure on myself to to do too much without the right kind of setup but also not necessarily knowing how much progress I'll have made mm-hmm. so no autumn sewing happening um but this time next year I'll be well underway I suspect do you know what though from having a bit of a break from it albeit out of choice or not out of choice um it, I think it will do you the world of good and you kind of like I've had a break from growing veg this year not necessarily intentionally it just all died in the drought um but I am so excited to like go back to it because I feel like I've had a bit of a year off and there's lots of things that I've really missed like absence makes the heart grow fonder and- it does it does, it does. so you uh, the garden your garden aside sorry I can't get my words out you've had a very exciting year with other projects as well um has been on ITV many a time showing the nation how to grow (laughs) how has it been oh it's it is honestly I feel so lucky to be able to do it and and do it in the way that I do it um so I have so much fun on this morning and it's a lovely it's like having a tv family mm-hmm. um so lovely um and yeah getting to bring to life the the gardening stuff in a way that you know isn't really done you know um the the basics of it the beauty of it I've had some amazing um opportunities through this morning um over the last couple of years now um so so yeah so like I mean I started this year in Sri Lanka yes um, this morning which was uh epic it looked Um, unreal and and again getting to kind of enjoy both the travel but also I went to the botanical gardens there I went to a, a spice garden and just really enjoyed and um, absorbed everything which was just I just had to, I literally kept pinching myself thinking how on earth am I here like how <laughs> um, but just loving life um, so that was back in January so nearly a year ago um and then yeah I just I get to mooch around some beautiful places and you know talk about gardening or or do some gardening or bring it to life in different ways and do you know what I think we're part of a real generation of people who want to get into gardening and I think it comes down to having no matter what space you've got you can Mm -hmm. and that's been really a big part of what I've tried to bring to life um with this morning is you know it's it's not about being 
you know we're not all Alan Titchmarsh um and uh but what a legend um yes. and a lovely man um but you know but even just starting in the garden with pots um whatever that looks like for you it's doable and hopefully that's what I've been able to share uh, to the nation um then there's yeah I've been able to mooch around some beautiful gardens I get to absorb some amazing things um work with some fabulous people and and ultimately just be creative and have a, have a bit of a laugh as well I love yeah and I, th- I just think it's what it's what <laughs> is needed at the moment like um on the tv there isn't that many gardening segments or shows that really embrace kind of the generation that right now is just all about gardening and so I think it's so nice to see someone really relatable and kind of like you say doing it from the beginning it's not you don't need to have all of this fancy equipment and millions of pounds to be able to plant up your garden it's kind of like a you can go and do this today and it will brighten up your garden and it's really accessible and I just think you're brilliant so oh, thank, thank you. you and I do get so many messages from if I've done something on the show I get messages and pictures of people people have literally gone out that day or that weekend and they've done it or they've tried something and it's honestly like the most wonderful feeling of being oh well it's inspired people and they've 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 thought yes I can do that when they maybe um they maybe haven't I'll I had the most fun experience um filming the what is essentially the Christmas tree championships (laughs) brilliant Um, so that's coming out um soon uh so basically the winner of the of this Christmas tree competition gets to put the Christmas tree up at Downing Street no um, way frankly there's been all sorts going on this year there's hey? been a lot of um, it, yeah uh, so that was amazing so speaking to all these Christmas tree growers and it's the people I get to meet uh that's the most fun because uh, I met all these growers and they're saying about how how the Christmas tree growing industry works and what you know how they grow their trees and the years it takes and all this stuff it's just fascinating so I get to not only have fun but also meet some amazing people and learn from these amazing people that oh, yeah the well, Christmas tree growing is quite a niche it's something that has always fascinated me, but I, I will be watching the Christmas tree championships because it's one of those things. People go, oh, what? So does a Christmas tree grow in? Someone said this to me a few weeks ago. Like, do they just sow like a thousand Christmas trees a year and then they chop them down? I was like, no, a tree doesn't grow that quickly. No, no, it's years and it's years and it's hard and it's a slog. And yeah, I don't think people, again, it's like connecting like, the growing world with the real world I yes. think people are so focused on like consumerism they don't actually realize that so the tree in your house is like eight nine years old yeah uh, and you paid 35 quid for it and you think that that's really expensive like yeah. that tree that tree has been through lot. a lot yeah I'm gonna have a potted tree this year and I'm gonna you know enjoy it as for as many years as I can mm-hmm. that's my I did that a few years ago and I sadly have not cared for my tree in the best of ways because it looks very sad. So it won't be coming inside this year, but there is a Christmas tree at the allotment, but I might get a new potted tree this year. I think that I may have made a bad decision on where I bought it from and it may not have been the best quality of trees because I feel like it was potentially sprayed to make it the lovely bluish colour that it was. 
I feel like if it went out in the rain, the colour seemed to (laughs) fade away very quickly. Love it. (laughs) Well, that has got me so excited about the festive season as well. I can't believe it's so soon now. I mean, we're recording this in November, but it feels like Christmas is just around the corner. And I think by the time it goes out, we'll be on the cusp of Advent. So ready. I'm so ready. I was ready for Christmas before Halloween. I was so ready. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to just everything Christmas, all the food, um, the crisp kind of outside. Hopefully the temperatures will drop a little bit and it'll be nice. Yes. Um, because there's this sort of muddy time. We're in muddy season and I quite like I quite like a nice frost and yes. um, all of that stuff. And, and all the coats. Christmas crafts to come. Oh, bring it on, do some wreath making. Um yeah, all of that. I love it. Oh, it's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been so wonderful to speak to you and hear all about your garden. Honestly, it just sounds like the most magical, magical, magical space. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been nice to chat and I've been listening to your podcast and following you on Instagram. So it's lovely to lovely to speak to you. It's just nice to get to know people. I know it's not real life because we are over Zoom, but in real life where you get to have an actual conversation rather than just like a couple of messages here and there yeah, so definitely. it's always wonderful if you've enjoyed listening today please do subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes and leave a review each share comment and star rating makes such a difference in helping new growers to find the podcast and learn from all of the incredible guests who have been featured in the meantime i'd love to hear any of your stories and questions on instagram at diary of the lady gardener or via email diary of a lady gardener at gmail.com that's all from me this week happy growing